words on water. Hi everyone, I'm Christy Murphy and welcome to Words on Water. So today we're having a conversation with Paul Bishop. He's the CEO and President of Water Professionals International. The organization of course is a longtime partner of WEF and was known as the Association of Boards of Certification. Now, a name change to WPI, Water Professionals International, is really creating a source of pride for the men and women who go through rigorous certification to ensure our water is clean and safe. And we had an idea that our name was not, you know, resonating or really who we are, what we are. And sure enough, they did it, did a very data-driven summary and man, in the history of the guy who did the surveys, he said we were the lowest or second lowest, like correlation between name and everything. And so, you know, in a survey. So, yeah, we went through the whole process and came up with a new name and launched it in January of 2022. So Association of Boards of Certification to Water mm -hmm. Professionals International. Mm -hmm. That name really does say what your organization does. Mm -hmm. What's been the response to the name change? Very positive, uh, really has been. We, um, we've really enjoyed it, or we've appreciated it, I think, from our logo. Honestly, um, Christy, I'll share with you what amazed me about it was that when we, at our conference in 2022, when we, un when we unveiled it, we went in Monday, Tuesday of our conference, ABC, and on Wednesday, we, our Wednesday, we went in as ABC on our first day. Thursday, we, Wednesday night, we changed the whole room over. And Thursday, we had music and my board members dancing and we unveiled it. It was really neat with new logo, new colors, music, the whole thing. But really, what really astounded me was the people in the room actually felt like they had, it resonated with them, like they are part of the water industry. And um, actually, I, I didn't realize how many people felt like it gave them an identity. Um, and I think that has been truly the over, overarching kind of thing was that people came to have a, re, you know, resonate with the name. Our certification is international. It gave breath to our Canadian members, our members in the Middle East, our middle members in Eastern Europe, the Caribbean. So it really, I think, it truly captured who we certify, who we work with, and gave everyone kind of an identity and a place to call home. That you was kind of cool. your recent annual conference in January. Yep, so we that were just was in Clearwater Beach. Yes. Was there a different type of synergy going on since you'd had the new name <laughs> since 2022? Yeah, actually, there really was. There was uh, people came in, um, honestly, much more open and wanting to roll up their sleeves and deal with some things, deal with issues. But honestly, what we what we end up having was um, a real connection with people um, that was more 
um, personal and more um, uh, forthcoming. We had people who really shared some life stories on the, on the during our conference. So it was really kind of cool. Um, and just being real, um, I I did the same. I was kind of real with people about where I was a year ago with our conference, even though I was on stage and really excited about the announcement, I shared, I had kind of lost my mojo. I'd been feeling as if I'd lost it. And then, uh, and was kind of battling that and I was battling weight gain and things like that. That's all part of my talk. And then in this last year, I'd lost 40 pounds. I got my mojo back and, and, you know, people shared these stories throughout the conference. So there was this real, bonding and then the last night people had a great time dancing we were out on the beach we had fireworks yeah so there was a different energy um we're as we look to 2024 we're looking at a conference that's really going to be focused on um problem solving and taking some of the conversations we had this year and trying to build some real world um uh solutions in the coming year and then and also at the conference and have, you know, my goal is for people to have minimum of one and hopefully two or three things that they can take, not only professionally, but personally home to fix things, you know, to, to make a difference, both in and out of the office. I want to go to that conference. It's, we're in Newport fireworks Beach. and dancing on the beach. Yeah, we're in Newport Beach and we're going to be at, we're actually our closing night would be at, uh, at the pier in Newport Beach. So yeah, we'll just be just, you know, just a couple of states away. We'll have to have to find a reason to get you over there. Maybe, you know, come do the podcast live or whatever. We'll figure something out. I'll get you over that there. That sounds great. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. So what are some of the top tier conversations you were having at your conference? Oh, that's a good question. I think a lot of it um, at our conference, uh, you know, our people are, focused on certification, workforce development, those types of things. I will share with you, you know, reciprocity is always one that kind of comes up. Um, honestly, I think uh, beyond that, the really, I think where we're seeing the issue is, and this is across the board in certification, and I think around, not only around our country, but globally, exam scores are dropping. Uh, COVID was a real um, shot, I think, for people education-wise and retention wise and um, we're finding ourselves having to kind of go back and retrain or you know even all the years we did of doing exam education on what it means to have a psychometrically sound exam and do all these things and the words we use and that kind of thing the vernacular there's been a there was a lot of turnover but there's a lot of just I don't know memory loss for lack of a better and so we had a lot of discussion about training, um, needing to better our training, um, the materials out there, you know, the material, the web, AWWA, CSUS, people are developing is out there. Um, but what we're seeing is maybe how that message is, how that material is delivered is really being a focus now. Um, you know, you can have um, great material, but if you don't have a good trainer, you know, if the person training, a good trainer can take good and bad material and teach someone. But a bad teacher or a bad trainer, you know, can, you can have the best material. But if it's not getting delivered in the right way, that's problematic. So we're really, we're, we're looking at how do we address some of that? Because honestly, the materials out there, WEF's got a good pool of it, AWWA, again, 
everyone has a good pool of it, but how is it getting delivered to the operator? And the other thing about our operators in you know water, wastewater, is it really is unique um, in that you know our people are have got not only STEM jobs, but they've also got a manual. There's a manual component to it, you know, and with STEM, there's biological, chemical, math, you know. So our people need to be trained. I think at a need to be considered in that context of of both having a job that sometimes I got to drop into a ditch or a well or, you know, and other times they're sitting behind a SCADA system and understanding computers. So there's a real breadth to the, you know, to the knowledge an operator must have that I don't think people really take into consideration. I, I think, honestly, I, I think our industry is starting, is honestly just starting to awaken to operator the importance you know, we've had so much about sustainable infrastructure, um, sustainable systems, um, and those, you know, that's been kind of the buzzwords for the last couple of years. And I think there is a recognition that, you know, you can build a billion dollar plant, but it's only as good as the men and women behind those walls. And I think that, you know, we were fortunate, the recession and even COVID to some extent, I think postponed retirements that that tsunami we were expecting <laughs> and but i think now we're entering into that Ooh, people are retiring people are like it's time and we're seeing a lot of um you know a lot of that leave so i think our community the water community is recognizing it and really starting to pump resources into it um, I think we're seeing that more from the Biden infrastructure, you know, Biden infrastructure plan. I think we're seeing more. Um, I think our communities, though, out, you know, I, I still think we're struggling. I, st I still think that is where we our struggle is in that, you know, especially in small towns where make up so much of our water systems. There is there's just that not that recognition of men. These people are it. And you're you know, and for them to take time off, for them to get professional development, it's kind of a big deal. And and I and I think um, there's still that struggle of, do, you know, investing in the people. Um, it, but I think we're getting more and more traction. It's just, it's, it's like, you know, parking a battleship. <laughs> it's just one turn after, you know, little vector changes, little, little, uh, kind of thing to get to get it just parked right and it's it's not a it's just not an easy um easy thing to do because of changing mindsets and you know and changing funding has the training changed what you're teaching um our operators um from our standpoint you know we developed the need to know criteria and model standards for certification programs i would say that is what we discussed at our conference. That's one of those high level things is I think we are needing to change. I think that is something we have learned that post COVID there, there is a need to change the way we've been training. And I think we're, we're getting there. It's just, it's a process and it's taking some time how to best do that. So um, that is kind of what we're going to try to work on this year is partnering with WEF, AWWA, RCAP, a few others to say, what is the best model for training? What are things to ensure that our trainers are the best? And that may include 
trainer certification. You know, and there isn't, you know, our industry really doesn't have a trainer certification. So, you know, maybe that is something for us to consider is how do we train the trainers to ensure they're the best that they can be. Do you find that the public is more concerned about water? It really is a top of mind issue with all the changes that are going on, what other countries are facing when it comes to climate change. Mm -hmm. How do the operators of the facilities have to adapt to those types of changes? Yeah, I think, uh, no, I, I do think there's a greater awareness. I think because of the drought, you know, you guys are, you know, kind of on part of that where you're located, you know, the western drought. Um, now you've got all the snow and what is that going to mean? Because they're still uncertain about how is that going to alleviate some of that and what's going to cause. Um, I think the Ohio train um incident has brought awareness to water because of the w pollution that happened and how far out and the chemicals. I think PFAS, again, I do think, to the first part of your question, I do think there, there is a greater awareness uh, by our government and I think communities in general of water. Uh, they always say, you know, the word is the water will be the new oil, you know, uh, and the battles that I think rights, states' rights, especially along the Colorado. I think for operators, it has meant, uh, you know, it's been a, meant a change in the way they they uh, process things. I think it's meant a, it's meant looking at ways to be uh, to conserve. You know, water reuse is gaining traction again. Um, you know, we did ourselves no favors in the industry of doing the toilet to tap. <laughs> you know, it was probably might go down as one of the greatest marketing failures of, of all time was, you know, toilet to tap. No one wants to think about that. But water reuse, um, you know, really has. We're working on a certification for non-potable water. So, um, yeah, I think for operators, it has it is broadening their perspective and what it means to run an efficient, but looking at water loss and how they can better um, not, uh, you know, have better conservation, you know, and from end to end ensure that, you know, water usage is appropriate and kind of shutting down where we where it's not. And so I think that's been a change for them and how we put in new technologies to better, you know, account for our water usage and water loss or their lack thereof. So, yeah. um, one of the things, Christy, that I think that I, the, we, we talk about a lot about internships and how we're going to get people into the industry and those types of things. You know, apprenticeships programs are good. Um, and But we have, again, as an industry, kind of looked at certification as a barrier and not certifying. You know, there are plants, everyone is certified. There are plants where only one or two are certified. I, I, as an industry, I'd like to think of us looking at certification less as a, um, less as a barrier and more something to be achieved and and valued. Um, I I have a certification as an association exec. I'm a CAE. I really value that. I worked hard to get it. Our men and women work really hard. Our personnel work really hard to get these certifications. I mean, this is not an easy exam. It's not meant to be. It's meant to assess their knowledge and their skill um, and their analytical abilities. Um, we have focused it more on those rather than recall. 
Um, to me, if you're going to focus on recall, that's, you know, that print it out, put it on the wall. But we, you know, at the end of the day, we want to build an operator um, through training and education that can do the stuff they need to do every day. That's pretty routine. But it's when all, you know, when the snowpack melts in Colorado, it's when a uh, tornado hits, it's when the train derails and your system is suddenly, you know, um, infused with something that you weren't expecting, do you have the knowledge to fix it? Do you have the knowledge to deal with those issues? Um, to react quickly and to, you know, without having to go to a book or something. And I think ultimately that's, you know, that's kind of what I want us to focus on. We're, we're trying to build a well-rounded operator through the certification program and recognize recognize the professionalism through it. You know, that this, this certification isn't, isn't just, oh, I got to get it, then I can be the operator. It's, well, I am a certified operator. I, I am proud. I have a job that, you know, someone actually just said to me, and I mean, is, it, is that, you know, electricians and plumbers go through their pro their programs, but they go into a house, they go into a building, they're there, they go into a community, they're there, they're done, they move to the next job, next job, next job. Operators are at their plant every day doing their, you know, and they're part of the community. Paul, well, thank you. Yeah. Paul Bishop. That's a lot. President and CEO of the Water Professionals International. Thank you so much for being here uh, for Words on Water. Thanks, Christy. Words.